Watson, a role-playing series about rats surviving in a mysterious sinking city. Our rats have a plan to defeat the demon using a cage-like device created by the Starlings. Reg has it in place along with his homemade demon disruptor and is waiting for his friends to return. But unknown to Reg, Enid has been forced to abandon Vern deep under Flotsam. The last she saw of him, he had been drawn into utter darkness by an impulse that he could not explain. Episode 22 Scars and Ruin So, uh, Reg, you've been discussing the plan with Gwen. Gwen has uh, deputised a number of people to go away and rustle up some ember stores and gather some more <laughs> of the tappers uh, in the hope that you can have this mad paper trail plan through the, the caverns while you construct yeah. this thing. Have you anything else to add to any of this? Very little. Uh, my plan is to, can I position one or once the whole thing is constructed? Um, yes, just uh, so you're aware how it works. Um, yes. You, it, it is a full sphere, um, yes. and it needs to be a full sphere to work, but obviously the demon can't get into a full sphere, so there's a removable section uh, about a third of the circumference of the circle sort of pulls off as a separate right. cage um, and needs to be dropped back in place before you press go essentially okay um, so the, the demon needs to be led into it and then you put the front of the cage on and then the thing should hold it right That's the idea can okay so once the so basically it's literally just a a cage so we can it can be powered uh beforehand we just have to get the demon inside it and close it Yes, and then, uh, well, I mean, powered is a, a relative term. Uh, oh, there okay. is a thing that you have to do once everything is in place. Right. Uh, which involves a winding a wheel um, and uh, causing the, the, the sort of an engine involved in this. Yes. So you need to get that started um, yep. for the resonance to start kicking in. Okay. Uh, and ha does Reg know uh, how long the, this resonance will continue for once it's, once it's kicked off? Well, it will need to keep being fed ember. Oh, right, okay. Did the starlings tell me how long an ember would last? No, but in Reg's experience, if it is a sort of motorised type engine, I mean, Topher yeah. told him that lasts for five years. Yes. At so, least. so presumably quite a long time. Okay, that's encouraging then. Okay, so I know how to, how to get the thing started. Can the servitors put the door on? Or is that some? Or is that something that requires? Uh, they more? could. You would need to get the instructions to them at the right time. Yes. Well, I'm thinking is that if I attract the demon to its original mandala uh, and then try to use the disruptor to push it into the, um, or if they can bring me some ember and we stick a pile of ember in the inside the sphere, it's probably the most obvious way to get it in there. And maybe blow some up or something yes. um, just so you're aware you are certain having talked to the starlings that this resonance system this isn't magic if, you, if no. you like it isn't the sort of thing scour does it is using mechanical properties so what the ember is doing is essentially powering a whole lot of resonance projectors rather than draining the spirit inside the ember to do something to the demon if that makes any sense yes yes it's a, it's it's a scientific sort it's of a device yes yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so yes, putting some ember um, in the cage shouldn't be an issue. Um, once the ember arrives, um, it's being fetched by some tappers at the moment. Okay. You can instruct or pre-instruct the servitors if you want them to close the door at a particular time. You could try and teach them that, but you don't really know how to do that with the servitors. The only other way yeah. you can do it is using the gestures to them that the starlings taught you, which right. means they'll have to have a clear line of sight to you and you'll need 
to be visible. If you're in the middle of firing a disruptor at things, you might be a bit busy to do that, so to speak. Yes, yeah, okay. And the if they're able to close it, so I can gesture to them to close it, is it so- something that I could close myself manually if I could go? You would probably need a person each side. It's a big segment of, of lattice. Right. Yeah, geodesic lattice to, to be lifted into place. There's so little time. There's no way that I could like rig anything with weights and pulleys to make it slam into place once I cut a rope or something. You could have a go at that. Uh, why not have a roll? <laughs> Difficulty... Um, so, six to be able to construct something. Okay. The higher you get above that, the more effective and instant it is going to be. Okay. Have you got an appropriate trait? I've got jury rig. Uh, I think that's probably the uh, the only one. Yeah, I think really. that's okay. It's not an ideal thing, uh, but I think you can use some of the tappers supplies here. They obviously they have boats available yeah. to them. There's probably block and tackle you can use from from that. Maybe sail rope, that sort of yep. thing. So yeah, it won't get you a huge bonus, but I'll give you a plus one from jury rig. Okay. So difficulty six, but the higher the better because. If you only get a six, then it will be effective. It just might be a bit slow, and you might need speed. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, let's let's roll. It's a ten. Excellent. Well, it doesn't take you very long. Uh, You you find a a box full of appropriate kit here, and you manage to rig a very effective door-slamming thing to the point where you'll pull one rope and pretty much instantly the door will close. It's it's held up against the ceiling, and it'll flap down. That feels good. That, That feels... Yes. Yeah, much happier with that. Yes. Okay. Enid has found a set of steps and she's climbing upwards towards the light. She can still faintly hear the rushing sound of the water behind her. She is feeling deeply relieved for not having been in that tunnel. The hairs have lain down again that were standing up all over her body and she's certainly much more comfortable in body, but... Not in mind. In mind she feels awful. So she keeps climbing. Does she have a, a target, a goal, or is she just trying to go upwards and get out somewhere? The latter. Being on her own is not something she is comfortable with, and she didn't willingly leave that room, but it was it was the only option. She assumes that Vern is dead. She continues to climb. It takes time. She doesn't really think about where her feet are taking her, I don't think. She just Mm-mm. goes for what looks like the obvious path, letting guide herself but eventually discovers that she's actually following standing in rooms that she's seen before tunnels that she's seen before she gets back to what feels like familiar territory and actually it's not too long before she finds herself heading up a long flight of stairs that leads to a ladder and the ladder leads up and she emerges hmm this is ruin this feels like ruin there is a a wind blowing There is a grey slate stone under her feet and she is coming up inside ruins that feel familiar to her. They're the same sort of place as Scour was housed. Uh, This isn't the same place exactly, but it certainly feels very similar. Mm -hmm. And emerges to stand on a wind-blown hillock which is covered in crumbled stone debris. It is sometime in the middle of the night she's not even sure what time now there's a cold light in the sky and somewhere off in one direction she can see clusters of fires in the other it is dark Uh, she'll head in the direction of the fires because that served her well last time Uh, but again putting on the wounded little old lady act just in case 
She wanders down towards the fire, leaning on this disguise of wounded old lady. And she's not out of place here. She is indeed part of the scenery. There are huddled figures of various ages and states of health, some sitting by fires for warmth, some wandering still, even at this time of night, picking over the piles of debris here, searching, seeing if they can find scraps of food or maybe other interesting trinkets. This is the trash heap of Flotsam. This is the refuse of the city in all sorts of forms, including people. She can lose herself in this for a bit, or she can go and attempt to find somebody who can point her in a useful direction. She's still in her get-up, isn't she? Her uh, her smart person get-up, but I imagine it's pretty grubby by now. It's a little bit grubby from all the places she's been, and, and slightly damp from being in the spray of uh, the water. Mm-hmm. Okay, in that case, she'll sort of shamble up to, to one of the little fires and warm her hands on it. Oh, oh, cold tonight. Yes, cold out here. You all right, Mother? Uh, I will be. All the better for seeing some actual faces and not just the darkness. Uh, where have you been, then? Holds out a um, bottle to you. Oh, thanks. Puts the bottle to her lips and takes a fake swig. It's something that, even from taking a fake swig, uh, there's some pretty strong alcohol in that. Mm. You know us lot. Places I shouldn't have been. (laughs) Uh, Find anything interesting? Mm. Interesting, yes, but that's not always a good thing. New? Mm. You know it is. Seeing what I can find. Have you seen, um... Oh, what's his name? Scour, someone said. It's not a name I know. You realise that this um, bundle of regs doesn't have any of the uh, white markings that you've seen Mm. before on on faces around here. Oh, well, keep looking. Hand the bottle back. What do they look like? Oh, you know, those those ones with the paint on them. Oh, the eaters of light. (laughs) Yes, the shiners, that's who you mean. Yes. Yes, they're up there where raises a hand. Up over there. It's a fair walk, though. Oh, I could probably do with the exercise. Right you are. Well, good luck on your hunt. And you? I'll shamble off in the direction that he pointed. Still keeping my wits about me, though. You can never quite tell. Reg, you have your plan as much as you can. The, yes. the The tappers are now starting to bring ember into this place in crates. Uh, in wooden wow. crates. Mr Peabody does stop to look at you and say... So, uh, how much should we actually bring in here? Because if we bring in too much, isn't that a danger of the thing turning up before everybody's ready for the thing? We're pretty much ready. I don't know how much it's going to take to attract its attention, but, I mean, if we stack it nearby, once we've trapped it, we can take it away again, hopefully, if it, whatever's left. What do you want us to do? Put it in the cage? I think we'll put some in the cage, and we'll... I'll break one in the cage. That seems to be much more interesting than the whole crystals. You're going to break the things in the cage, right? Gonna, yes. Well, uh, look, uh, just tell us where you want them and, and how many you want. We, we don't have an, a huge supply, particularly if we need to take some out there to lead the thing in. Yes. Uh, just uh, what do you want? 50? Um, 50 sounds good. And then anything that you're not using, sort of like split it up into smaller amounts and spread it out around your place so that we've got a big concentration here. To sort of lead it in this direction, is that what you mean? That's the idea. We want this room to be the most tempting place when it gets closer. 
and I'm going to try to attract its attention to this room. And you don't think it's going to be tempted just by me stacking a whole lot of ember in here, he says, nervously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it won't notice it until it's close enough. I, I, I hope you're right about all this. Uh, yeah, yeah, so do I. we better get on with it then. Uh, tell us anything else you need. Mistress Gwen is sorting out the roots, working out who's going to be where with what in the dark. Um, it's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Where are your friends? They went to see Scour. We want to see if we can, if he can help us do something for Elwood. But Uh, I don't know. How is Gwen? Well, she puts a brave face on it, but uh, I don't think, I don't think she's very hopeful, quite honestly. And I can't see a way back. Shame, poor, poor little bugger. All right, uh, I'll get on with it and start shifting more boxes and getting some of the other tappers to help. Reg will busy himself with making tiny adjustments and things, but basically all that's left, really left to do now is to kickstart the contraption, poke the eye, and wait. As you are starting to adjust things and poke things, you hear a conversation between Silas and Mr Peabody in the corridor outside, and Mr Peabody pokes his head back round again. Just had news from up above. Fighting in the streets, apparently, down at the yards. Oh, sounds no. like uh, there's quite a few of those creatures, the, the the red-eyed things. It doesn't sound good. Uh, how, how soon are you to being ready? Pretty much ready. I'm going to start trying to attract its attention. We, we don't need to wait for your friends. People are dying out there. All right, let, let's move this, shall we? Um, on your word, we'll send people out into the tunnels and start trying to draw it in. OK, uh, I'm going to use this uh, disruptor on the eye, then. You're going to try it here. So do you need us here? Um, I think it's probably best um, if you're away. If if things go wrong here, I don't think that you'll be able to help. Uh, right you are. Well, uh, luck go with you then. And he toddles off. Meanwhile, in ruin, as wind whistles in from the sea, Enid totters up to the top of a pile of rubble to where there are a set of three fire pits... She recognises this place, actually. You've been here before. There are rats milling around the fire pits. Uh, They all have white circles painted over one eye. I'll toddle up to one of the fires and again do the hand-warming thing and... All right. All right. There's Scour back. He's been here a while. Good. Uh, Same place as usual. Looks you up and down. I'll take you. All right and starts walking towards the stairs to the cellars that lie underneath this area. Mm-hmm. You, you trail him, and he leads you down into the stone. Um, not to the usual place, actually. You go down in that direction and then take a left off a side tunnel and a bit deeper and a bit deeper. There are, every so often, torches. They are not ember. They are flaming torches um, set on the walls here. They're lit burning quite low, quite blue colours. It leads you down a spiral passageway and you can hear muttering from down below there. You can hear concern, possibly argument. The figure stops at the bottom of the stairs. Scour, I've got the uh, the old woman for you. Ah, well, that's a blessing, I suppose. Come in, Enid, come in. Evening. And you walk into the room. 
the room as a cluster of people around where well, there's a fire at one side of the room there's some sort of table in the middle of the room and as you get closer there is a figure spread out on the table the figure is unconscious the figure is Vern. what on earth he is not wearing well he's maybe wearing the shreds of his uniform i suppose you can't really make out in the light but there's something there's something on him or some paste on him or it's hard to tell it's like somebody's drawn something on him then you get a bit closer and the light comes up and you realize that no some of his fur is missing he has a sort of crisscross across his chest where something has pulled away the fur and left a pattern across his chest in a crisscross sort of X shape all the way across the shoulders. And actually, you can immediately see the same is true around the skin of his arms, where it stops being fur and starts being skin. You can see bleeding scars around each wrist and around his ankles. He appears to be unconscious. What on earth happened? I only just left him. He stumbled up out of the dark not ten minutes ago. That's timing for you. Where did you leave him? We ended up in a big room. It was really very, very big. And there was this drawer pulling us into it. It was dark. There was a door and a metal woman in chains. Uh, did you see her? The woman? Hey. I saw the door. I look at him like he's a bit touched. <laughs> Well, maybe when he's awake you can tell us a bit more. Wait, are you saying the thing on the door's real? I don't know enough to say the stories of it, but this, this mark here, looks at him. This is on all the old symbols of the Dominion. This is her mark, the, the Lady of Chains. He might be stuck raving mad when he comes around, though. I've never seen anything like this. What? What was that room? I don't know. And I stare at it for a little while and then remember why I'm there. <laughs> we were trying to get to you and Reg, the the small one, he's, he's working on, on something to capture the demon. Y you mentioned something about people like us being necessary. Did I? Honestly, I've lost track. Uh... Why, what's he doing, this trap? How, how on earth does he, does he think he can do anything against that oh, thing? I don't understand it. It's all technical. It's machine something or other. Something to do with the mark on the floor. I don't know any more than you, but sounds like it better come. Mm. I think so. Can, can he be moved, though? Motioning at Vern. Well, in all honesty, I don't know what's wrong with him. I mean... He's got scars, aye, for sure, but they're not life-threatening in any way. And look at this. I mean, this skin is healed already. It's like something bumped him or, you know, and sealed the wounds. So I don't think he's in any danger, but whether there's anybody home is a, a different matter. Well, why don't we find out? How? Hmm. I don't know. Hang on. And I want to reach out the same way that I did to the embers. Okay. To see if I can make contact. Okay, uh, that is a difficulty nine. Uh, you have a plus two. Medium is proving to be a little bit more than what you might previously have believed it to mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, four. No. You reach out, touch him. He is 
alive. There's warmth in him. He's breathing, but you have no idea whether there's anybody home. I look at Scour. Fancy giving me a hand with this? Well, there's one thing we could try. Oh. He picks up a jug of water and throws it over Vern's head. (laughs) (laughs) Vern, you have been falling, and that's all really you remember. There is something, there is some echo of something that will come back to mind every so often. But for now, all I would like you to do is write down on your character sheet, Touched by the Lady of Chains. So all I remember at the moment is... You remember that lantern watching it fall into the deep, deep, deep dark. And you have clearly experienced other things, but you've buried them somehow. It's like there are scars in your mind you don't want to pick at too much because you don't know what's going to come out when you do. You've sealed something away, and at the moment you just can't look at them. You have to turn away from them. But also, somebody's just thrown a jug of water over your face and you wake up spluttering. (coughs) Jesus Christ. And he just just wakes and... I I wasn't bound to the table, was I? Um, No, but it feels like you are. It feels like you have two iron bands crisscrossed across your chest. It feels like you are manacled and you are shackled. Okay. Um, So he he, he would try to move his arms... um, and discover that the manacles are weirdly light and that he can move them. Okay, so he, he would... It'd be like watch, almost watching him discover his hands again, for hands, claws, paws, uh, for the first time. As he lifts, lifts them up, with, feeling that very lightweight, but like looking at his wrists, expecting to see something, almost feeling that he can. Um, and with, with one hand, bring it over to the other and like rub at one of the wrists... To see if he can, you know, just to, he's expecting to feel something there, but he, but he can't. Rubbing at it, he can. There is missing skin there, or there is a, a brand mm. burned into the skin there. It's so all the fur is gone, if there is fur on those areas, and the rest is sort of raw, new healed skin. And it is as if somebody has laid a red hot chain around that area of his wrist. And it has burnt into his skin. And the same is true of the crisscross pattern. It's as if somebody has crossed chains across his chest and across his back. And he can feel it across his back and around his lower legs. Okay. Um, I think he would basically, he, he's going to look around the room and take stock of his surroundings and see see who's there. Where, 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 where am I? Well, that worked, said Scar. You, uh... You're in the Scour. ruins. You're in the ruins, boy. You're uh, alive, I think. You know my name. That's helpful. No, oh, how the. You're not stark staring mad by the sound of it. That's uh, oh, that's a win, I... I'd call it. That's some sort of a victory. Shush, quiet, farm, fall, dark, darkness. Where, where's? Or maybe I'm wrong. Where's my land? I had, I had a, I had a thing. I had. I was a play. I was falling. I, I fell. I f- and, it, and he's. If Scour's sort of close enough, he'll, he'll Vern will like want to snap an arm out to kind of grab Scour to to pull him close. I, I, easy, easy. I was falling. Why am I not falling anymore? Um. Uh. Well, it's because you've landed. I'd, I'd, look, I'd, look. Uh, just one moment. One moment. And he pulls away from you, and he comes back, uh, and he tips a bottle of something very strong. Towards your lips, he'll Vernal just gulp at it immediately. 
Like it just has a thirst that he didn't know. It is strong. Whatever this stuff is, is strong. And you find yourself spluttering and coughing and sitting up. But you do find your head clearing a little bit. Mm. Where, where am I now? You're still where you were before. You're in the ruins. You're with us. Look, Enid's over there. Aye, apparently your other friends are up to something incredibly dangerous somewhere else. So we've got to go to them. So wait, I'm in ruin now. You're in ruin? You were coming to see me, is that right, Enid? Oh, that was the plan, but we got lost. I didn't, I didn't. You wandered off. I didn't get lost. I was, I was exactly where I was meant to be. I'm not lost. I'm not lost. Well, this sounds like something we should explore in some more detail, maybe with a lot of long talks and some better alcohol than that is. But for the time being, as I understand it, your young friend, your, your posh friend and all the rest of them are about to be in a lot of trouble. So I think we probably need to leave. Can you stand up, love? Can I stand? Yeah, you can stand. You're a bit wobbly on your feet, but but you can stand, yes. Okay. Vern will kind of do that thing. He'll stand, but he's kind of almost doing that, not not ashamed, but that he's he's not looking anybody in the eye particularly like his head is, is like down and off to an angle he's just lost in in his own thoughts but is, is just going along with what's happening but isn't in really in the room at some point possibly not now but at some point you will realize that your right arm your hand which was painful is no longer painful apart from the scarring but the bruising to the hand is is okay. Similarly, I don't know if you recall, but as you were running through the grass, crawling through the grass, it was only a few hours ago, actually, as you were crawling through the grass, you suffered all sorts of cuts to your skin, just little nicks and tears. Those have all Mm. gone as well. The only injuries to you at the moment are around the wrists, around the lower legs, and around the back and chest. Cool. Well, can you walk? Oh, you lead, I'll follow. I'll offer an arm out to him, to steady him. And while we go, Enid, you'd better explain to me what your young friend's up to. Oh, I'll try, but I don't really understand it. It's all very technical. And so Enid's voice fades off camera as she tries <laughs> to explain this to Scour as the group of you head down into the dark. Reg. Plan central. Right. So, uh, so what are the... your preparations? Uh, you can have, if you wish for them, you can have two of the tappers. You can have uh, Larry and Jeanette in with you. If you don't wish for them, if you want to send them away, you can do that too. Um, honestly, it would be nice to have a little bit of company, but it could be really, really dangerous. So, you know, I don't, I don't want you to stay if you don't want to. Jeanette sort of shakes. You'd be absolutely awful in charge of anything we'll stay thank you they position themselves sort of at the back of the room and each one is there to help you if you have any instructions you want to give anything like that in the meantime what other preparations are you making uh i've had the contraption set up to one side of the mandala with the door open facing the mandala there is some ember stacked inside the uh, inside the contraption and a few smaller piles dotted around the room Okay, how much ember did you put inside the cage? Probably about 30 or 40 inside okay. the cage. So so the bulk of it, yeah. Yeah, sure. the bulk of it. Um, and then small piles of two or three dotted around the room. So there's still quite a good concentration in, in the room, but uh, I can get to some more. I'll put another couple in my satchel 
as well as the the one that I had uh, before. You and will notice, um, yes, because I imagine Reggie's p- paying attention to this sort of thing now that they are all Kindler marked. Right. Okay. So all traceable. Interesting. And I'm going to crank up the contraption so that it's humming uh, and ready. And then I'm going to take a position on the other side of the mandala so that uh, uh, and use the the disruptor on the mandala. When you say on the other side, you mean opposite the gate to the contraption, is that Oppo- right? Yes, that's right. So my, my hope is that if the demon manifests here, it's going to manifest in the mandala. And then I can either knock it off his feet or throw uh, an ember into the contraption to lure it in there. Are you going to press go on your disruptor? <sighs> I'm going to look at Jeanette and Larry. We can't wait for Vernon Enid. There you are. Jeanette draws both daggers. Okay, I'm yes, I'm going to press the trigger and see what effect the disruptor has on the mandala. You point the disruptor towards the ground, you open the top of the box, you wind the thing that needs to be wound, uh, you connect the terminals, which mean that the ember inside this um, projector is connected, it's one of the smaller mm-hmm. embers, and then you pull the slidey thing back, which acts as a trigger. You have to give it a little bit of a pull, and there's a whir from the box, and it clicks, and something starts revolving and getting up to speed. There is a, mm-hmm. a whining, clicking hum for a moment, and then you can feel force coming out of the end of this thing. It's it's almost like using a hosepipe, I suppose. You're having to hold it in the direction, because otherwise it'll drift, if that makes sense. There's, there's, right. there's force pushing out of it. And you see particles of dust on the ground start to dance and start to, to change shape and start to... Have you ever seen one of those experiments where you have iron filings on a speaker? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, very much like that. You see the dust and granules and, and debris, uh, and even some of the particles of carbon which are scored into the ground here you see them dancing in a pattern of radial lines and coalescing and changing and you see that it's mirroring it's not the same and it's not as big as this central mandala because you'd need a huge projector to get that whole space if that makes sense but you have a smaller copy of it here pointed at the floor forming into a shape slowly and pulsing and changing and yeah, the projector seems to be working, but there's no obvious immediate effect. Okay, well, I'll uh, try directing it right at the centre of the of the mandala, see if see if there's any effect. You do that. Um, you move the centre over to where the centre of the mandala is. You point the thing right at it. Again, no obvious effect. Okay. Um, right. Well, I'll allow it to return to idling, and uh, I don't know if it noticed that. What do you expect to happen? Well, the Stalin said that uh, these patterns were like the eyes and ears of the of the weapon, so I was hoping that it would it would sense that I was interfering with it and. Uh, well, maybe it has, and you just don't know. Yeah, maybe. Do you want me to send the word to the others to start the other plan? I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Right. She runs from the room, and you don't really have anything to do now. No, but wait. Just just waiting and pacing and. Worrying about Enid and Vern and... Time passes. Time passes some more. Jeanette enters the room again and watches you as you pace. Is there any sign of it? I don't know. I mean, we've sent the word out, but it takes a long time for the word to come back in. Right. I'm going to try and attract its attention. I'm going to pick out one of my embers um, and hurl it against a nearby wall. I think rather... (laughs) Even if you failed a roll on that one, you would 
just have to do it again. So yeah. even if you drop it at your feet, we know what the results of that are at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you throw uh, an ember at the wall as hard as you can. It shatters, and there's that moment of breaking where suddenly everything freezes, and there's this golden glow, and then it fades again, and it, so it sort of stabs across you, and you get a brief flash of something, but nothing seems to change. Then you hear a shout from below. There's something on the wire. They've found something. Mr. Peabody's voice comes from below. What they found? I don't know. We can't make it out. There's a... Wait. It's the wire, says Jeanette. They can't get many words across it. Oh, yeah. It says here, red creatures in tunnels, demon chasing. Make of that what you will. Thank you. Oh... It sounds like it's on the way with with some of the demon spawn. I didn't think I didn't think of that. I didn't think it would bring spawn with it. Oh no. Okay. They're um, just the the if they look like rats with glowing eyes, they can be subdued. They can be saved. Oh well, if it's a choice between them or me, honestly. Uh, all right. Do you I want know. us to stay here, or do you want us to to go up and try and help defend the tunnels? I think probably the tunnels is safer, but if you see the if you see the big one, just just run back, run, stay out of its way. If you can run back here, it's probably safer because the, it, there's all this ember for it to feed on instead. You go, Silas," she says to him. "I think he's going to need a bit of help." And Silas nods and heads off with his spiked club into the tunnels. Mister Peabody staggers up the stairs. "I've got what I can off the wire." Um, They've had to abandon the the wire post. Uh, They're on their way in with something. I really, really, really hope that all this guesswork is going to add up to something. I hope so too. Something coming in! You hear Silas from not very far away down the stairs. End of episode. Please do join us for the next episode in which our rats must try to capture a demon. Flotsam is a game by me, Ian Thomas. Our players are Amelia Tyler, Chris Payne and Jay Britton. Editing was by Ian. Sound effects were by Ian with help from the lovely people at 3Sound. And the music was composed by Ian. You can find out more about us and about the game at the website flotsam.city.